Hey everybody, welcome back to the Playing With Power podcast. It's the issue-by-issue retrospective about Nintendo Power Magazine. And uh, we are looking at volume 28 today. And this is from September 1991. I am your host, Ben. And with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Mike. Hello. And John. Hey. So, uh, before we get started here, I gotta say, I'm real proud of myself. Um, I completed three different um, game controller surgeries this last week. And uh, one of them was on a uh, wired Xbox 360 controller that I used to play uh, emulators on. And uh, so I performed the surgery where I swapped out the generic flat disc D-pad with the uh, transforming one involving like a Dremel and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it came out really well in the end. And I was so excited that uh, I went through and played like four different games <laughs> from uh, this issue. Okay. Sweet. Why did, So you replaced the D-pad on your, on which controller now? On a wired Xbox 360 controller okay. that's hooked up to my uh, my emulator machine. Okay. And you replaced, so you, replaced yeah, you, you, you took what D-pad and put it in there? You had to, I got it off of eBay. It's, so you remember that, that uh, Xbox 360 controller, the wireless one that was silver the, and came with like a transforming D-pad? The Elite. Oh, yeah. no, you're talking about the one that like like spins. I have that one. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. You twist uh-huh. it and it turns into like a regular D-pad instead of like a disc. Uh-huh. So it's uh, so that's what I did. I had you had to like make more room in, in the hole, so to speak. Okay. To uh, get it get it in there. Hmm. Um, it's still not like the, the Xbox 360 still doesn't have like the best D pad ever, just the way it's engineered. But it is better than the flat flat disc. Okay. But you gotta like Dremel and sand the shit out of it to get it to to run smoothly. So, anyways, well, congrats. that was my Good job. excitement. Mazel tov. Thank you. You know, shalom. Shalom. Thank you. So, let's uh, get, dig in mm-hmm. here. We're looking at... What are we looking at here, John? The, uh, uh, I would say, the greatest game of all time, Super Mario World. <laughs> it's a great... That is some hyperbole, sir. Is, it is <laughs> a, uh, a great issue, that's for sure. Uh, so obviously the Nintendo isn't out, or Super Nintendo isn't out on market yet, because this was what, October, September of '91. Yeah, yeah. it comes out in what November. Yeah, so this is a few months. They're 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 starting the hype train down the tracks, but yeah. oh yeah, this is this is just to uh, to get us hard waiting, waiting, waiting for the SNES. Yeah. Well, this is just tickling the balls at this point. So yeah, the yeah. The, the cover is what? So it's Mario's riding Yoshi. He's got the mm-hmm. feather cape on. And uh, Yoshi has jumped off one of the dolphins that you can ride in some of the water levels mm. on the cover, and it's got kind of a Star Tropic sunset thing going on uh, in the in the background, I would say. But yeah, it's a nice illustration that is clearly official Nintendo art, and are, not some fan art for once. <laughs> are these the Barracubas that uh, were in the Fun Club issue joke? <laughs> No, those are dolphins, the sea rapists. There you go. (laughs) That's why they're smiling. Mm -hmm. It's serapists. Thank you very much. (laughs) 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 All right. So moving on into the advertisement, I've I know we've gotten some differences before on the printed version. I've still got the the dumb unmask the power animal one. Do you guys have that one? Yeah, Yeah, we got the uh, Freddy Krueger type thing. 
So we'll skip that and go straight to the power line. <laughs> we got a uh, young closeted individual here just oh, no. thinking about his epic fantasy man. You could Yeah, he's the he's Oh, come on. No, he's well, just a guy he's just a kid like dreaming of American gladiators. Come on. He is well, oily American gladiators. He's right? thinking about himself becoming one. Oh. That's the same face. Oh okay. okay. That's oh, what he's dreaming right. of, and being a champion because he's holding up a uh, trophy. Champion of sodomy. <laughs> Lovely. All right. This has anything to do with, with American Gladiators, but sure. Well, I never um, got to see this show. How do I know what the events were? Oh, American Gladiators was awesome. <laughs> Not sodomy. <laughs> well, there was that it's one like, episode, uh, but that, that didn't, they got that, they got banned for a while. For oh. <laughs> that never made to air. <laughs> well, have you seen, like, American Ninja Warrior, or at least clips from it? Like, uh, yeah, bits of it where they run that obstacle yeah, course, but like the slanted ramps on. The so side, it's, the it was like imagine yeah. that, but um, they had to face off against these roided up gladiators, either in like um, time competitions or in like some kind of versus. Yeah, so they like they basically had like no. an arena, and then so every week there would be a couple like you know amateur athletes that would go up against you know these these American gladiators that all, were all in like horse steroids. And they would, <laughs> they would like you know, uh, battle um, against the gladiators that all had their specialties. So, yeah, one of the famous ones is like the the joust where they had like the yeah, like each each stood on like a tiny little platform that was high above like water or foam pads or something. Oh and yeah, had, with like, the, bat- the battle with the Q-tips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of like, like Q-tips with pads um, on the end. American and, Ninja Water, American Ninja Warrior meets um, Wipeout <laughs> would be how I would describe meet, it. Meets pro wrestling. <laughs> meets a bunch of they meets a bunch of steroids. Same, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's well, pro wrestling from from those days, anyways, I guess. Yeah, I think the, I'd like to see what the Canadian gladiators would be. Just uh, how can who can, the pair of lumberjack, who can eat the, the most lumberjacks on the log? Who can eat the most Tim Hortons in one sitting? I don't know, like. <laughs> No, it would just be they, them at the starting line. I'm like, oh, no, you go first, hey? Oh, no, you go first. Oh, no, I couldn't possibly go first. <laughs> well, after you. I couldn't, I, yeah. I couldn't hit you with, with this uh, giant foam oh. mallet. <laughs> yeah, you, you may have to go to the hospital for free health care. <laughs> All right. <laughs> On to the contents. Yeah. Table of contents. So, we obviously, we're featuring Super Mario World. Star Wars for the NES, Smash TV for the NES, Kickmaster for the NES, and Worm for the NES. And then up up later, they have a SNES showcase, Super NES showcase of Castlevania 4, SimCity, Final Fight, um, which we might get into a little bit, but not a ton, since I'm sure they feature it later. And then uh, for the Game Boy section, their big one is Final Fantasy Adventure. Yep. Which just got remade, actually. I cannot wait to play this game. This looks amazing. Like... Secret of Mana, mm. but the first one on Game Boy. <laughs> right. But, All right. Awesome. On to the right. players' pulse. I did not get a chance to read these, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> oh, you, sh- you, you should have, because they're gold. <laughs> Why don't you kick us off here, Mike? Okay, well, I don't know what... Okay, well, I won't go in order. I'll leave some of these for John. Uh, John, did you get a chance to read some of these? I downloaded the issue before we started talking tonight. That doesn't answer the question if you read it. <laughs> I did not read it, so any help would be uh, would be appreciated. <sighs> I played the game okay, instead of instead of reading. <laughs> okay, well, fine. I'll handle the player's pulse. 
the uh, the theme is they asked for ideas and suggestions for players poll contest prizes. Okay. Some we've already some we've already done. Some were interesting but impossible, and some were just plain Uh-oh. weird. Of the most of the ideas involving the American Gladiators, the most complete one was sent in by Chris Parko of Demet, Michigan. See his idea at work on page eighty-two. So it looks like this Chris guy made the cut. But here's the uh, the also rans and possible suggestions. Tons of toads. I think the new grand prize should be lightweight suits of zits, pimple, and rash, along with a Battle Toads game and some Battle Toads comic books. Well. They said, we've passed your suggestion on to Trade West. They said they get hopping on it right away. <laughs> Some of these are good. I was, I was reading while you were talking. These are pretty funny. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, John, you tell me about Mario's agent. All right. Mario's agent. Mario is still popular, but I thought he might like the, possi- the publicity. So I thought that a good prize for the player's poll would be a life-size raccoon made of Mario made of Legos. <laughs> Not a bad idea. If only you could figure out how big a life-size Mario would be. Two inches? Maybe three? <laughs> <laughs> well, they need to get round Legos for the balls. <laughs> Tanuki. <laughs> Lovely. Okay, so, Ben, have you read any of these in the last 10 seconds? I have. I need to skip okay. ahead, though, to one called Sciences. Well, no, the tornado thing is pretty good. No, the tornado <laughs> shall not be skipped. Fine, I'll do the tornado one. Yeah. I got dibs and Sciences already, though. Okay. Absolutely. All right. I would like the grand prize to be an actual life simulation of SimCity. The winner should become the mayor of his own city and natural disasters should devastate That'd be amazing! <laughs> You're, I got bad news for you. you. You Americans are going through it right now, but it's not a city. It's your nation. <laughs> I wouldn't call that a natural disaster. Don't antagonize us. Very, we can kick your ass at any point in time. Very... Very unnatural. <laughs> oh, well, oh yeah, we'll just have to stand in line besides the national list of enemies you're accumulating <laughs> every day. Alright. Okay, okay, so John, are you going to bring them back alive or are you going to leave that one to me? Do you like it or not? I haven't read it. <laughs> Fine, then I'll read it. Bring them back alive. In tradition with FCI's RPGs, my grand prize suggestion is an adventure with none other, but none other for the winner and six friends. Oh, an adventure like none other. They will travel through a barren wasteland filled with the deepest <laughs> bogs and swamps and some of the most wretched creatures imaginable. Then explore the deepest dungeons of the world, traveling through disease-infested mazes and incur- encountering patrol groups of the real nasty villain, who they will face at the end for a grand finale. He'll either be a powerful magic user or a huge barbarian or a demon from the astral plane of existence. If that guy is not a, a dungeon wow. master in a Dungeons & Dragons game, I at this point, I am incredibly... Pro- like. <laughs> That man is made I to think, be a dungeon master. <laughs> I, I think he is a dungeon master, and the police are looking for the poor women <laughs> in that dungeon. Wow. But their their response was pretty great. Right. And we could bill it as the last contest <laughs> you'll ever enter. Our goal is to thrill the winners, not kill them. <laughs> the next one's kind of forgettable. It's, it's like, let's have another treasure hunt. So uh, let's skip that one. Um, yeah. Right. We'll beat you to it. How about a super nest for the grand prize as a player's poll contest? It isn't expensive as a new Porsche, and although $10 million is tempting, I think I'd real, I think I would still rather have a Super Nintendo. Oh, Great idea, yeah. Barry, but if you check out Last Man's <laughs> Contest, you'll see that we already thought of that. As for $10 million, we're working on it. <laughs> All right. Okay, All right, Ben. ben. Take, take us to go. the... Science isn't science. ready. Use the latest genetic technology and insert the DNA of a raccoon into the winner's cell so they can be more like Mario. <laughs> and have massive testicles. Right. 
What, yeah, you really want to, to? It's not a raccoon. It's Tanuki. You're gonna have giant balls. Is that what you want? And what do they? What do they? That's well, how you get giant balls. What do they say, Ben? Their, repl- their reply is pretty good. They said we thought pretty hard about this one, but the scientists we consulted told us that genetic replacement is a little bit iffy right now. <laughs> the winner might get some of Raccoon Mario's capabilities. On the other hand, he might just end up with an irresistible urge to rummage through garbage cans. <laughs> The next two are pretty good too. Uh, all right. Okay, you love Maniac Mansion, so you can. You <laughs> Did the next one as well? All yeah. Right. Uh, this one says Mansion Mania. You asked for a great players pull contest prize. How about this? The winners and friends play Maniac Mansion for real. One, of course, would be Sandy, who needs to be rescued. You would have to find a mansion somewhere that the group entered just as they do in the game. Nintendo Power staff could act out the parts of Weird Ed, Dead Cousin Ted, Nurse Edna, The Tentacles, and last but not least, Dr. Fred. And they said, we liked this idea, but when it came down to choosing parts, we all wanted to be Dead Cousin Ted. Everyone, that is, except for Editor-in-Chief Gail Tilden, who refused to wear a costume. Of course, or, she, answer, she, or answer my emails. <laughs> of course, she wouldn't have had to change her appearance in the least to play Nurse Edna. Oh, oh snap! Ooh, dissension in the ranks. <laughs> and Mike, do you want the last one, or do you want that? Want me to take it? You can take it. All that. right, a real blast. I think you can make a contest based on the Rocketeer. The grand prize would be a jetpack, just like the Rocketeer uses to get around. It'd be so cool to show up to school with, using the jetpack. Other prizes could be movie passes and comic books. I think you should use my idea. Really? If the jetpack really works, Shania, we wouldn't give it away. We'd use it ourselves. <laughs> All right. And then there's they say that they picked a winner. Uh, Chris Porcho. Porco? Porso? Oh, it's Porco. Porco. All right. Uh, I don't know if it is. <laughs> I just like saying it that way. Suggested having the winner meet the American Gladiators and try some of their stunts. See the details in this month's players poll. <laughs> Porco, his his dad was the guy that uh, made the run on the Death Star and got blown up. All right, his dad's really, first name. You don't remember that? Oh, no, Por- Porkins. 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 Yeah. No, I was thinking uh, his dad's name was Marco. <laughs> Marco. Porco. <laughs> And without next without up we have Super Mario further World. Ado, <laughs> uh, John, uh, you're the one that uh, played this the most, I believe. Reading up to this, yeah, I played it for a few hours, and um, oh god, I loved I. This was, I mean, up until now, I've actually this was this is the point where I had a console when these games were coming out. So like, yes, a lot of the Nintendo games I played, you know, uh, when I was younger but this is like i had a nintendo at this time well i had a super nintendo at this time was playing this game this is the first game um i ever played my dad and i were actually talking about Mm. over the weekend and he was like i remember we had the you know the nintendo down in the basement up in our house in minnesota and uh we would go down there and try to figure it out like i actually played this game through to completion it took me months you know because your first video game you're learning how to play games um, but you know, getting all the stars and everything, all the all the hidden worlds. Oh, there's so many amazing secrets oh, and se- yeah, oh, the different levels you can be. I had there's just so much in this. I game. had a guide because there's no way. There's some of these worlds. There's no way you're gonna find how to get to them without um, without the game sort of showing you where. Like, because a lot of them you have to go like 
you have to sort of um, have the 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 cape, the feather cape, and fly up to parts of the ceiling that like aren't on the screen. Like you have to know where you're going. Uh, to like yeah, like you you would just think, well, there's nothing leading up to this guy, so why would I go up in that particular like go like thirty screens above this particular tree, and then, oh. but I know exactly. What you're I love about. this game so much. It's I think it's the perfect platformer. Um, I understand people that you know that like Mario sixty four and things like that, but um, just the control, the artwork, just everything about this game is so much fun. They you know they introduce Yoshi, all the all the different ways Mario moves, all the different bosses, um, the boobs. Yeah, what are they, so they're called <laughs> they're called um, they're the, the booze big, right? No, big boo and the boo bombs. Oh no, I'm talking about you know there's the boss. It's like the right there's like four rhinoceri. Oh, the resnars. resnars. Yeah, the resnars. But they're called like bubus yeah. in like in the Japanese translation or something like that. So no, they're named after Trent Reznor. Everyone here is named after Trent Reznor. <laughs> right, but what I'm s- you got t- you got T Rex, which is like friggin' Mark Bolan, and then you've got the Japan uh, the resnars. All right, I was watching a sp- so I got. Through, mo- I think I got through Donut Plains and was into Vanilla Dome, and then I realized that it was going to take. I, like, even though I'm much better at games now than I was back then, it was still you know a lot of like trying to remember where to go to do certain things. So um, <laughs> I watched a guy do on like one of the games done quick um, runs. He did like a, a a modified speed run where they were. Um, collecting every it was collect every koopa coin and every moon mm. so like that forces you to like basically finish every level a certain way um it's more than just like because i guess a lot of this true speed runs basically involve you getting a um uh the the cape the the feather cape and just like flying through every level as quick as you can so like if you have to get all this the coins it kind of forces you to like actually engage the dynamics of the levels so um i watched a guy play through as fast as he could on that and it was really interesting like um remembering <laughs> you just grabbed the cape and then you just you just power dive through well the right but there's certain levels where you can't do that like um, but it just it took him about an hour and forty minutes or so, hour forty five, I think, to do that all the way through, um, mm. and all the different you know Bowser's and and that all the castles and everything. But I, I, this game, it's it's perfection. Like as far as I'm concerned, like this is this is as good as a Nintendo game gets. And it and what the kind of shocking thing is it it just ushered in the system. It, I mean, like it's very rare that the first game that comes out. Mm-hmm. For a console defines yeah, it. and I think it sets the. Bar. I don't think anyone had the plays this game and doesn't have a fun time with it. Like yeah, I mean I I don't know how many people actually finished it or anything like that. Um, especially like the Forest of Illusion, getting out of that was a beast. Like the 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 only way to 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 get through is like a hidden exit. Um, it's really confusing. in every stage. Yeah, well, every and, stage and the one that leads exits. you out of it to the final castle is incredible. Is is really you don't finish a level. You have to find a key in one part of the level it leads out. So, one thing that I didn't know that the guy doing the speedrun um, talked about. So the like you know there's like the little dots um, that represent each each like I don't know world each or not what it's not mission what is it like levels yeah levels. sorry um, if the dot is yellow there's only one there's only one way to finish the level but if it's red there can be multiple oh, yeah. ways to finish mm-hmm. I, and I didn't yeah. realize that so that's kind of helpful to know. <laughs> 
Yeah, I had the guide. I, I, oh, I learned yeah, that I, I definitely games. had the guide. I, I, I probably learned that at the time, but that was obviously 25 years ago at this point. So, um, yeah. And it still holds up completely. Oh, yeah, this game is still... like In People still play this way. game, and it's... Graphics rich. I mean, like, all the ROMs that people make to uh, to add, like, well, insane, like, retarded levels mm-hmm. of challenge to it. There's, like, one where there's, like, no solid ground, and you have to, like, spin oh, jump off yeah, yeah. shells that you throw <laughs> against walls because there's no fucking floor. Like, that's just mental. Like, the, these people, they nailed the game right off the first time where you can be challenged and, and beaten, but you can learn. Those... These people are just like suckers for punishment, like they're sadomasochists. And I mean, obviously, later in the Super Nintendo generation, there were games that you know pushed the game, uh, pushed the system a lot more graphically and everything. But everything is so crisp with this game. So all the all the animations, the translucency of the enemies, like the 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 big booze in the castle, flipping on gates and everything. The animations with that were always so cool. Um, everything. Like right off the bat, when you play Yoshi's Island One, and that bonsai bill comes across the screen, mm-hmm. that just lets you know, like, you, you like you can't take anything for granted. Like uh, a bullet that takes up a, th- a, th- a third of the screen will just come by and just let you know, like, yeah, shit's gonna get real. <laughs> and you know, of course, and then Yoshi added a completely different dynamic to, um. You know how Mario interacts with the world, and you know. Do you think Yoshi ever got oh, sick of getting like eating it, right? constantly donkey punched in the back of the head? <laughs> oh, Maybe that's why he talks like a child <laughs> in the cartoon. He knocks so many IQ points <laughs> off Yoshi. Oh, <laughs> he's just—he's just got like too much. He's just got too much seat cranial trauma. Lovely. But yes, yeah, so, well, so, uh, some, some of the areas are just so like Chocolate Island and Valley of Bowser are so hard, and like so many of those the the Star World all those all those missions are just ridiculous as well. So sorry, Ben, what were you what were you gonna say? Oh, I'm just I didn't uh, get the Super Nintendo for I don't think a couple years until after it came out. I never actually owned Super Mario World. Oh my god, I had. I had oh, friends that had it, poor deprived child. and I play it at their at their houses and whatnot. But uh, I, so I don't have the same uh, nostalgia love for this game that you guys do. Um, I'm definitely more of in the Super Mario Brothers three camp of being sort of the pinnacle of like the platformer for Mario games. Did you um, get a chance to play the ROM in recent years? To, uh, to oh, I played that. the game. I played the game. Um, it just doesn't have the same. I don't know, fun factor for me in it. And uh, maybe that's just a result of the, the timing and all that. But yeah. um, I can see why people like it. And well, I hope you, so. hope you enjoyed Ben's final episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big, I'm honestly not take. a big Mario guy. Um, I mean, I really enjoyed Super Mario 64, but then like Galaxy came along and I thought that was the most boring game I probably ever yeah, played. Yeah, Galaxy isn't... It's yeah. a different... It's, well, it no, no, I think you're, and you skipped over different. Sunshine, by the way. But yeah, uh, that that game is awful. I mean, just Sunshine's <laughs> Sunshine's tough sledding. It's like, why don't we take the best of? Why don't we take the absolute worst of Mario and Ghostbusters? Yeah, and then just I don't think Mario Water. I don't think awful is fair, but it was definitely an offshoot from. Um, I, all I can say is I rented it and I stopped playing after thirty minutes. <laughs> I mean. 
It's just not a game. Not the game for me, but, basically. Yeah, just, I mean, is the rental shop closed yet? What I have to say. That was like a. That was when we had to mail it back in to whatever. Oh, the, like fly. the game. Yeah. Um. Oh. I was like, nope. Uh, this is not worth waiting another day for my next game. I, so I think this is getting sent back right now. I I think that <laughs> just because everything like this was how I started gaming. Like this was the first time right. that I like sat down. And I think that's more, you know, I mean, yes, um, I can see, I, and I, don't get me wrong. Mario brothers three or you know, Mario three is an amazing game. Like, and it would, I think that's also a top 10 game on, on it's a benchmark for the Nintendo itself. Yeah, I mean, it's as, mm-hmm. it's as good as the Nintendo can be. And, Oh yeah. I mean, I guess, there, I guess, I guess it just sort of comes, yeah, too. it kind of comes down to like, uh, just the way that this changed Mario, but it, for so many ways for the better, I, I don't know, I just, and, and yeah, it changed, it changed, defined and stayed true to what made Mario great in the first three Nintendo Oh, games. absolutely. Complete evolution, wow. you know, while taking yeah. it forward. While it's not a perfect leaving evolution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a perfect evolution of keeping everything that was great while growing. I would agree with that. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, most people listening to this have played Super Mario World, but if you haven't, <laughs> go do yourself a treat. Go download it right now. Like, pause the pause the uh, podcast and uh, right. go play it. When we're ta- and, find out, and find out what we're talking about and why Ben is <laughs> Well, to be clear, when I'm talking about a Nintendo first-party game, especially a Mario game, just be clear, I'm holding it to a way different standard than I do when we talk about, like, you know any other the uh, number of uh, miscellaneous games we talk about on here because Nintendo's qual- standard of quality is so much higher than, than some of its competition. I mean, it is absurd how much uh, s- smoother some of their games run compared to some of their competition on their own system. I mean, the play control is amazing. The level design is amazing. The character design is amazing. You know, I mean, they're just incredible what they do. So when I say like, oh, Super Mario Bros. 3 is better, it's like, hmm, which flavor of delicious ice cream do I like better you know it's not like it's so a, a bad is choice this, you is know? this a top 50 game for you all time is it got top 20 game like where where do you think it falls in your hierarchy um I not in my hierarchy probably wow if I had to see because it's like together. it's this or Red Dead Redemption are the only are my top two games oh really yes. No, this isn't. A, it's not a consideration for me okay but I don't, I don't really not have even, any not even top 50 in my like top 10 I don't have any platformers in my top games really how about you mike is it is this somewhere in your top 10 oh top it's top 10 like when it comes to games that just like redefined my childhood i think most of them if not all of them are super nintendo titles Mm. this is just like everything bumped up like as good as rpgs may have been on the nintendo i aside from dragon warrior one i didn't really have a chance to uh get into them but when the Super Nintendo came out with Final Fantasy 2, Chrono Trigger, Se- Secret of Mana, so <laughs> like Secret oh, of Mana, yeah, yep. there's so many. Uh, this is uh, Super Nintendo really is um, a great RPG console. Uh, the uh, RPGs really hit um, their stride for a while there. <laughs> yeah, well, it was mm-hmm. yes, it was perfect, better to me than the N64, simply because this mastered 2D sprites. Right. Wow, the N sixty four was experimenting yeah. with three D. I think yeah, I, I think RPGs yeah did better with with this art style than they did with mm-hmm. the. Pri- I mean, yes, RPGs have since gotten back to hitting their stride again, of course, but 
Yeah, I would definitely agree with you that um, this uh, these RPGs are. Um, it's yeah. it's definitely the golden era for RPGs uh, is what we're entering yeah. here. So, I mean, it's exciting. Uh, like, for, you know, we obviously we... September of ninety one. <laughs> sorry, Mike. Uh, September ninety one. We didn't know what was coming with the Super Nintendo, but uh, we have um, you know a treasure trove of stuff coming our way. So, uh, it is like this is where. The, the power truly arrives. <laughs> like I like Final Fantasy two and three for the Super Nintendo. I will take over Final Fantasy seven and eight for the PlayStation right. simply because like okay seven we get it all right we, we're right, gonna get right. we're gonna get into that like later when we talk about those games. <laughs> well, you're not gonna talk about Final Fantasy well, seven because right. it never no, came out. Really but, but Final Fantasy seven was good, but. It, graphically so inconsistent because they had like three different studios making it. That's why it always looked like some people looked regular, some people had Popeye arms, and some people looked like soulless dolls. And on Final Fantasy, in Final Fantasy three, everything was beautifully rendered in two D consistently mm-hmm. by one by one studio. And also, their villain got away with destroying the world. Sephiroth, it failed, came up short. And also, it was the last, like the PlayStation era was when they just, hey, let's name let's name our heroes after weather. <laughs> Cloud. We got Cloud. We got mm-hmm. Squall. It's like really well, right. we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. We won't get there because this is <laughs> PlayStation. To counter you immediately, Mike, I will just tell you that Final Fantasy VII is the only Final Fantasy game that I have played through to completion. And it was the reason why I purchased a, a used PlayStation off of back of a trunk off of John's friend. <laughs> <laughs> and it only it only it only uh, didn't work some of the time. <laughs> I ha- it had to be placed upside down to work properly. Uh, for, for you, I give good price. <laughs> yeah, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, I'm just saying. I did actually yeah. play uh, yeah. Final Fantasy three. I this didn't. Uh, I didn't yeah, make it all the way through though. <laughs> this is well, you should because it's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, John, have do you ever? Pl- you never played any RPGs. I, um, more of like the action RPG. Like, is Mass Effect count as an RPG? I mean, like, there's there's arguments that you can have. Like, uh, well, Super Nintendo era. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll I tried. I tr- I tried. Um, Secret of Mana. Um, I know I've played it a, a little bit. Yes. I, I really want. Amazing I really game. want to play that game as part of. When I um, do you know when that comes up in our run here? Uh, hey. I'll tell you, Final Fantasy Two is coming up very soon because it was one of the first RPGs. So uh, try that, but see if there may be some mods that make it, it easier. That like try playing a mod that makes it easier so that you can blow through the story instead of having to grind. Okay, and you can just experience like the narrative, the story, the music. Okay. Secret of Mana, by the way, three players. Just saying. Oh. oh yeah, multi tap. If we can, <laughs> can we get a ROM to work over the net? Yeah, I mean, legitimately purchase copy of the game. That that will somehow purchase work over, and over three thousand miles. Legitimately purchase back up legitimately into <laughs> <laughs> a digital file format. <laughs> By the way, speaking of uh, we're going to take apart a legi- we'll take apart a legitimate Super Nintendo console, put an Ethernet cable in it. <laughs> <laughs> so that we can legitimately play multiplayer uh, secret, over national borders. Secret of Mana isn't until issue isn't until issue fifty four. By the way, so it's going to be a while. Yeah, you're going to want to play Final Fantasy two and three. 
or Chrono. We have some pretty amazing like just, Link's Link's Awakening. Oh, so that is that might be like in the so top woke. five. Star Fox is coming up. Uh, Mario Paint is a cover. Oh, all right. Anyway, okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> it's not a game. Yes, it's a yes. Tool. We have lots of exciting things. To <laughs> all right. We're, all right. We're, all right. We're, let, let, let's continue think, sucking think, Mario's dick. Yeah. Here. All right. Okay. Anything else? What, what, what else do you have to say about Super Mario World, Mike? Uh, we got to. See, uh, I just love what they did with the Koopalings. Like giving yeah. each one of like unique characteristics, and uh, the use of Mode Seven graphics when you stomp on their head. Mm-hmm. It's great, and uh, they added an entirely secret, a completely optional level called the Star World, yeah. which we did, uh, which you did mention, and it is just. And then after the Star World, then you've got the Star Road, which has the word "special" on it, and the original Famicom button configuration on the mm. top. But since we got the purple Megatron control, <laughs> this is lost on us. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, the uh, Koopalings are like, fun, and uh, I guess I was—that's another thing I picked up on the speed run. Um, the, the the ones where you have we're hitting the ones. Uh, some of the boss fights, there's like pipes, and like two um, fake bosses will pop up. You're supposed to jump on the legitimate boss. Um, I guess there's a, a split second before they pop up. You'll sometimes see the feet of the boss like down below. So that's something you can use. But generally, the the, the bosses in this game, th- thankfully. We're not in the phase of video games where uh, bosses are just atrocious. Uh, it's it's not only a, you know a few hits to to kill um, all these bosses. They're they're not they're not particularly hard. Yeah, it's not a bullet sponge. No, um, <laughs> oh, Bowser no, I, does I, take I, a bit. Um, I remember it, it took me uh, you know a good a good while to get down uh, the technique to. It be, took me a while to figure out how to hurt him. Yeah, because you're supposed to. And every time he swooped down, I tried jumping on him. I'm just right. like, he's got horns. He hurts me. Yeah, you have to like he basically <laughs> throws his mecha koopas out, and you have to like immobilize them and throw his own mecha koopas at him. That's mm. how you hurt him. So, but yeah, no, um, definitely, uh, if you haven't played this game, go play it. It's fun. Uh, it's it's a it, classic. It, it maximizes so, everything about the Super Nintendo music. So, okay, what kind of uh, powers? And I'm trying to elicit some more information for our listeners. What kind of abilities does Mario have in this game that weren't in the previous one? The, What's new? The power cape. The power cape is the cape. really the only. Th- it, it sort of functions like the raccoon tail, but um, there's the added. It gives you like an extra hit that you can take. Like if you're spinning, it kind of acts as a shield. Um, and also the gliding mechanics. Whereas the raccoon, you can just flap your tail for a little bit of lift, mm-hmm. but it will uh, drain wider away, and then you'll start to sink. This one, you could get from one end of the level to the other without ever touching the ground once you take right. off. If you're good at mastering the dive and swoop the to catch the air. <laughs> and then there's a, some other, I mean, in specific levels, there's the idea that you can climb. Right. So if there's like a little, you, if there's a little red mm-hmm. um, triangular box, a block against the wall, that means if you're running. Forward, yeah, like a sex, like a sex. Yeah. Match. Okay. Uh, if that's against the <laughs> wall and you run at it, you'll actually run up the wall. Um, oh, that too. I was thinking of like the fences. Like the big fence walls, or you like smack a little door thing, yep, and then he flips over, so you're climbing on that. Right. So if yeah, you're climbing a chain awesome. link fence and there's a gate, you can punch yes. it, and it'll flip you around the other side of the chain link fence. So and that mm. you can punch or kick enemies through the fence is amazing. Yeah, Donald Trump yeah. would love this game. <laughs> <laughs> 
Say, not enough wall. More wall. All right, anyway. I want I want a fence that I can punch the Mexicans through, but they can't punch back. <laughs> All right. Uh, and that, I mean, I don't know if uh, there's too much else we could... And, and Yo- uh, Yoshi just adds, like, well, yeah. only, as you described, a whole new mechanic, simply because it gives you the... Uh, I don't know how many Nintendo games allowed you to be a team-killing asshole <laughs> where you can just, like, flutter and fly to the edge, and if you're about to die, you can just jump off Yoshi... Yep. Eject. Sacrifice him. <laughs> Eject. And then... Mm. And you're just like, so, so long. So long if you have the purple Yoshi and you swallow an enemy, you can fly. He, like, gets little wings out the side. So that's one thing that isn't apparent, mm-hmm. you know, unless... Um, yeah, Yoshi has yeah. his own set of abilities, so you can obviously you can run, jump faster, but you can also oh, yeah, eat well, yeah. uh, enemies, and it depending on the red-shelled or green-shelled... They're different, like a yeah. fireball shoots out if you if you swallow yeah. a red shell, for example. And then there's the different colored Yoshis, which will mm. always consistently use those abilities, which you can get on the Star Road, and then you can uh, ride them out of that map and into the... Like, that's one way you can explore the secrets, is to get, like, a blue flying Yoshi, and then you just eat any turtle shell, and then you can fly up to the roof of any... Right. the purple Yoshi, actually, but yeah. Uh, he was blue. He's purple. I played that game and he he's, was blue. He's purple in the artwork, but he's, he's purple in the ROM I watched the other day, or the speedrun I watched the other day. So, <laughs> anyway. Well, anyways. Now, uh, in further issues, we'll be exploring Mike's colorblindness. And. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Previously on Playing with Power, Mike discovers he's colorblind. Uh, look over here on page nine. Let's read. Let's discuss John's illiteracy. Red Yoshi, blue Yoshi, yellow Yoshi. Bazinga. Previously, on Playing With Power, John discovers he's colorblind and illiterate. Well, I, you already know I'm illiterate, so what else is new? Okay. So... Okay. Enough more Super Mario World. Good game. Go check it out. Yep. All right. Yep. So next up we have speaking Nestor's. Of the op- speaking of the opposite of a good game. Uh, <laughs> we have Nestor Nestor's covers Excellent Bill. Adventures. Yep. <laughs> Where he covers Bill and Ted. Oh, God. Oh, Nestor and the Wild Stallions is what he's painting up on the screen, which would have been a better game already. But we get to see air guitar tryouts. And for some stupid reason, a cowboy shows up and says, Dog, oh, air guitar, shucks, I thought it was a rodeo. <laughs> and people are just like, delayed, no way. And then there's this old lady in a sundress. I guess like she was going to play air guitar or something. I guess this was, uh, who was that lady that sang the song on uh, British Idol? Oh. She kind of, kind of basically, it's the, the, uh, the time traveler equivalent of her. Susan Boyle. Hello? Yeah, uh, Sus- yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, Susan Boyle. Yep. So we got Susan Boyle here looking for air guitar tryouts. And uh, Nestor painted tomorrow on the sign so that everyone will probably show up later. And and now he's decided to do breakdancing and air guitar at the same time. And the old ladies are asking, like, who does he think he is, Bill and Ted? So apparently Bill and Ted are at the point where old people know who they are. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then they disc- then the jig is up. Nestor's been found out that uh, he tried to screw everybody over by vandalizing the sign. And now the old lady and uh, uh, some kid with a flat top is chasing him. 
and he decides to get into the phone booth, and he's asking Rufus or Bill or Ted, anyone to get him out of here. And Superman and needs the, the phone booth. That's pretty funny. He's got a, he's got a Z. Right, because of licensing. And, uh, he, <laughs> he's Superman. Or Zuckerman. <laughs> that's, no, that's the Facebook guy. <laughs> and then the person on the phone is just like, just click your heels together and repeat, there's no place like home. <laughs> and... Then he says, operator, I need that number for the French Revolution. I'm sorry I don't have that listed. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's a time, not a, it's not a phone. So he goes through Lincoln Park, sees Abraham Lincoln doing his speech about four score and seven years ago. And Nestor's just thinking, who's this guy supposed to be, George Washington? And then he uh, decides to help Abraham Lincoln with his act. <laughs> and yeah, they got a slavery joke in here. With Abraham Lincoln singing Born to be Free. And uh, Nestor's coaching him, saying, Wild, Abe, born to be wild. Let's take it from the top. <laughs> so apparently, some licensing issues aren't a problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't like, why would he know who George Washington is and not know who Lincoln is? <laughs> Nestor has odd gaps in his, uh, in his education. <laughs> Let me, let's say that much. <laughs> his excuse for an education. And it's taken him a long time to let go of that green paintbrush that he vandalized the sign. <laughs> All right. <sighs> yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, not not one of the best, but yeah, kind know, of an odd. It, it, it still it scores points just to have Abraham Lincoln and su- doing some and air su- guitar. Superman training. shows up, so yeah. The job done. Yep. All right, Ben. I know right. you uh, covered this one. All right. So moving on to Star Wars for the Nintendo Entertainment System. If you recall, listeners, this is uh, the one that uh, John and I were shocked to know was made. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, this looks amazing. Why didn't we hear about this? And I'll tell you why, because I played it. It is a hot mess. It is awful. <laughs> so <clears throat> basically, you start out as um, Luke Skywalker on Tatooine, and um, you see some cutscenes, and that looks cool and everything. And yeah, the artwork they did—they did, a, like they did the, a good job with the artwork. It stays true to the movie. To the, this is this is of course mm-hmm. after the original well, episode four. You know the original. Yes, so, in New I'm, Hope, I'm, as they as they refer to it these days. Sorry, Mike. Have I? I'm sorry. Have I noticed the glaring mistake on the second line? What's that? Where they talk up? They talk about Star Wars being the 1975 mega box office hit. Yeah, it's 77. Yeah. Yeah, which was 1977, because uh, the biggest draws in May of 1975 was the Day of the Locust, <laughs> uh, or, the, or, wow. or the French Connection, or as they say in Quebec, the Connection. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then, of course, there was the, Jaws. The Frog Connection, as they call it. <laughs> so anyways, um, they start you off in this cave, which yeah. is called... Uh, the laser cave. Yep. Oh, I'm you're sorry. Just, you're, you, Ben, you've uh, Ben, you've skipped the star-studded cast. <laughs> well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Don't don't you worry now. <laughs> you? Well, it's well, it's what they said. They described Obi Wan as Luke's mentor and spiritual advisor. Well, yeah, emphasis on the spirit. <laughs> He's not spiritual in this one. Uh, yeah. Well, he becomes spiritual after Vader kills him. True. And then Princess Leia. This is like the worst. This is like the worst description of her. Princess Leia must be rescued from the Death Star. That's her entire character. 
They say rebel leader. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) All right. Okay, so go tell us. All right, very good. So they just dump you into this cave with no kind of explanation at all. And so you play through it, and this is not like an easy first level or or a game that should be attempted by by anyone but certainly not like a child who would pick this up. So I know it's really dark. Especially, in uh, especially a young child named Ben who happened to love Star Wars and the Star Wars. I'm glad I didn't buy this as a kid. I would have been so pissed. <laughs> so it's this platform. I mean, it's a platformer. You have a blaster, but I mean, there's not even any enemies in this first level. So it, there's like a spike, spikes on the ground, basically, in all these little platforms. And there is this like green ooze that, strip, that drips down. And they do like cheap shit where the ooze will drip down off screen. So when you jump over a gap to try and get get to another platform off screen, the ooze will suddenly appear and like drop and hit you right in the face, basically. <laughs> you get knocked off the platform, no way back up, and immediately die. <laughs> the so cave of ill intent. You have to memorize where all this stuff is, where all the platforms are, and um, go through it perfectly without any errors in order to get to the end. And what do you get for your troubles? A blaster upgrade. Uh, it turns out you don't even need to go into this flipping cave. You can just turn left as <laughs> it plops you in there and skip it completely. <laughs> the way that, I mean, the way this game works, and I watched two different runs of it online after playing this, was you can either... Do 100% completion, where you go through every single stage, or you can skip all that bullshit and get like 60% completion and still get, still beat the game. <laughs> so, like, if you want to, for example, skip straight to the uh, to go to the Millennium Falcon and not pick up uh, R2D2, not pick up Chewbacca, not pick up Han Solo, you can do that. <laughs> Uh, you guys- what you can get you can get to you can get to the Death Star without Han Solo. Yes. Well, that seems... You don't, even wow. to, you don't even have to get Ben Kenobi. Did you did you hijack the Millennium Falcon while Han was, while Han was in the cantina taking a shit or something? I don't know. That's what, that's what the speedrunner I watched did. Yeah. So <laughs> He just comes outside and blames Look it on Look at that art on page 32. Leia's all seductive in her prison cell. So there you go. We got that in the game at least. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so I made it as far... So I went through it how you're supposed to normally do it. I made it through the cave... And then you get dumped onto like a map area, overhead map, where you're in the land speeder with no direction about where to go next. It doesn't tell you anything, right? Apparently you're supposed to Except go to for, the uh, sand crawler, according to this. You're supposed to find R2-D2, right? Yeah. So after going into three different caves, or the same cave multiple times, because there's two exits to it, um, I finally just found the sand crawler by accident, essentially, by going to the top left of the map. Right. And um, so you get in there, and it's like the same kind of shit over again where they'll have people and things drop down you that look like the background or the same color as the background. Um, so if you look at, let's take a look at the, the map for the second level under that letter A, the bottom. I'm just looking at, I'm just looking at Jawa, and it's showing a brown floor, a brown mm-hmm. girder, and a brown character in front of it. Right. Pretty much. And so you think, okay, I'm running along, there's platforms, and there's some background noise. Oh, and apparently that was a girder that was going to maul me and destroy me. Um, so that happens frequently. 
And then the rest of the play mechanic, which starts in this level and continues through the rest of the game after watching it, is they have um, all of these like treadmills. Every single level has a flipping treadmill. <laughs> and um, I, had to, I had to figure it out by, um, by reading the magazine here right. how to get past some of these areas. So you have to, a lot of times, run and jump by holding on the blaster rifle uh, button, just like Mario would. And um, to jump up to different platforms that are higher up, you have to run on a treadmill, jump up, and you f- literally fly up in the air and to land somewhere. You can kind of control your ascent at that point where you're going up a whole nother flight. <laughs> But, I mean, what the frustrating part of this is, if you were to jump from one flight down to another normally, you lose, like, half of your life points. So the fact that, like, Luke can, like, do this flying maneuver where he goes up multiple flights of uh, of the level and not even, like, take <laughs> any damage when he falls is just, like, completely beyond me. So it's one of these games that is completely frustrating because you have to memorize where everything is, prepare for it in advance because... There's no warning. It's just, oh, here's a Jawa shooting nine shots in the air and a wall at you. You know, I guess you should have waited to see him shoot and walk back and hide somewhere. You know, I, I just love the uh, I just love the the suggestion to the narrative that it was Luke that shot up the sand crawler and left all those bodies. <laughs> And Obi-Wan shows up and he's like, what the fuck happened here? And Luke's just like, what the hell happened here? Look at all these Jawas. I mean, somebody came in here and massacred all these people. I mean, I mean, what happened? So this game is completely frustrating. <laughs> Luke, is Luke, is giving, Luke is giving poor Ben the Kaiser Soze treatment. Just like, shit, I mean, you, you should have seen the guy that came up here and tore this place up. What would have been nice to add if you like? I'm not against the sandcrawler level, Mm -hmm. but what would have been nice is if you got to play Boba Fett, (laughs) and it turns out he yeah you get to play you get to play like some of the bad guys in this game, and you get to be Boba Fett jetpacking all around the sandcrawler, shooting them, get the information, find out that it was Uncle Owen that got it, and then you get to go over there and kill them. There you go. And then, like, Luke shows up and he's like, what the fuck happened to my aunt and uncle? <laughs> so, this game is atrocious. Uh, avoid at all costs. <sighs> oh, there's a, a picture here. If you see page 29, I mean, I'm, I, I focus less on the game and more on the artwork and the suggestions. Yeah. Look at look at page 28 or 29 mm-hmm. with, the, uh, two, with the two stormtroopers. It looks like they're shooting gas out of their gun, like Darkwing Duck. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, That'd be an interesting got, weapon. Uh, <laughs> we've got the Tuscan Cave, where it mentions sand people releasing energy from their bodies, and the Tuscan Raiders will attack fiercely if you get close. I'm sorry, are the Tuscan Raiders and the Sand Raiders different people? <laughs> I think sand, I sand people just sounds like a racist term to me. <laughs> How many of you guys? I mean, it's extremely oh, come on, non-PC. Come on, it was... It was made by George Lucas, of course. It's <laughs> Gritty lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what up, my saying? No, no, what up, my saying? No, no. I said ninja. All right, okay. <laughs> All right. So it's like sand juggalos. Okay. <laughs> sand juggalos. 
right. Did anybody? Pl- yeah. I don't think anybody's it played through the end of this. It looks like they covered, whoosh, whoosh. They covered a bunch. So uh, Ben, you watched a, a run through though. Does it? Does the ending like match yeah. the you know the the movie? Um, it's funny because if you if you do it with uh, the cheating, the skipping parts and stuff, <laughs> they show like the throne room sequence, yeah. and it's literally just like Luke standing up there by himself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the movie's less it's less climactic that way. There's not even like Leia's not even up there. There's nobody. Him. So did, did, did the other did the ceremony did in the, memory of Princess did he watch Leia. The other run to the end though, where he was actually playing the game, or I I kind of skipped a part of it. And like you you do um, pick up yeah when, once you start getting people, you can start playing as uh, different characters, I believe. Um, so you can play as Han Solo. You can play as I believe you can play as as Obi Wan, but. Um, the way that they have you, like, um, if you're if you're Luke, the, if you go into turn off the um, uh, the tractor beam, it's not so much turning it off as it is him doing his stupid flying into the air move and just <laughs> blasting the shit out of the top uh, of it. God, <laughs> the most yeah. Look at all those like, screenshots. Just looking at this game. coverage, it looks like they've they they sort of tucked a bunch of the stuff into the of the of the movie into the game. Though I mean, you're flying. An X-wing. Yeah. Uh, you're in the trench. Yeah, you're to, you're yeah that's to the like the end of the game. So, on. good luck to get good luck getting to that portion of the game to enjoy that because I would never be able to. Okay. Um, but you, apparently, you get the lightsaber at some point, so you get to adjust from having a, a, oh, God. a blaster to having a lightsaber. A game like this so. would seem like a blaster would be. Um. Yeah, I mean, uh, I didn't, I didn't watch through the 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 hundred percent run was a lot longer than the uh, uh, the speed run. Yeah, the lightsaber would be kind of useless in this game, considering that Luke never uses it in the first movie. But aside the, from training, I want to say the time difference was like tw- like eighteen minutes for a speed run versus like an hour and like forty minutes for hundred percent completion. Was what I found. <laughs> So I mean, that, the, the idea that you can hang these people out to dry. So that tells you how much of the game you're allowed to skip. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I mean, even in I the speed like the run. assault on the Death Star. Look at the assault on the Death Star. Look, look at the, the neon nightmare that is the console of your <laughs> X-Wing. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you like orange. <laughs> I hope you like purple and orange. Because those are the two biggest games that the NES was capable of. Yeah, why is orange so prevalent? I mean, it's not a primary color. You have to mix. It is on, it is, it is on Nintendo. Apparently, it's just like the easiest button. You just press, ah, oh, fuck it, it's the default color. Yeah, instead of RGB, their layout is like ROP. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anything else on, on Star Wars here? No. I mean, well, they had the they made the Empire Strikes Back one, so yeah. we'll have to have a follow up when that one comes out uh, on Nintendo as well. Yeah, I only played it on the Super Nintendo, and those games were fantastic. Those are much better. The, yeah. the, the music was fantastic. The artwork was fantastic. I mean, like you feel like you're playing the damn movie. Mm-hmm. That, that's just amazing. This does not look amazing. <laughs> no, they're not good. All right, so let's move on to Smash TV. Okay. Yep. Uh, John assigned me to play this game. <laughs> uh, and I, I figured he'd play this a little bit of it. That's all. <laughs> I, 
I had I had a great time. Oh, okay. And then I started, yeah. And then I started looking at the screenshots and realized, oh, there was one for the Nintendo. Oh, <laughs> okay. You're playing a Super Nintendo version. I played Super Smash TV, uh, and that was fantastic. <laughs> it was challenging and fun. Like, thank God for save states because I don't know how anyone uh, with, without unlimited lives can just progress through that game. You just get swarmed, and it's mm-hmm. there's no there's no memorizing anything because with save states you can like test to see if a game has a set course of action or not simply by changing how you simply by changing how you enter a room or turn left or right in a battle but with this it just completely changed no matter what i did so this game (laughs) this game doesn't even know what it's doing it's completely random in every way from the way pop-ups will uh, money will appear in the middle of the screen or over landmines, which, yeah, while you're <laughs> running for your life frantically, you have to collect money that is on a fucking landmine. So I, I actually owned this game for a Nintendo. It's uh, an arcade port, and it was ported by Acclaim, formerly known as LJN. And um, the whole premise of it is is kind of interesting. It's kind of like The Running Man, the 80s movie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, where it's a uh, game show. And you have like this cheesy game show host at the beginning, you know, and you have, you have like a, a set uh, piece of audio that they play. Big money, big prizes. I love it. <laughs> Good and, luck. You'll need it. And he's got some, some busty broads, broad uh, bimbos next to him. And um, you can play two players, so you can do two simultaneous play, which was nice. And it is effectively a twin-stick shooter, except on the NES controller. So imagine how well that goes. With no sticks. You have, uh, so one button uh, shoots in whatever direction you're aiming at, and the other button, if you hold it down, keeps you focused on aiming in that direction. So if you move around, you're still set in that direction. Yeah, no. Even um, for the Super Nintendo, the controls took a little bit of getting used to because yeah. uh, you are shooting. You walk and shoot at the mm. same time, and uh, the buttons, it's like, uh, I tried to like walk around, and I just kept like shooting or not moving. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> then I, then I realized, yeah. Like, yeah, you have to change your way of thinking with this game. You but, do. But uh, it was... I'm looking at it, and it just seems like a shittier version of the game. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, they didn't do a whole lot of changes to it. They they ported it numerous times. It's a fun game, but I'll be honest with you, I don't think I ever made it through the first level. No, um, it, it looks it, it looks really hard. Stage. Yeah, it is. Oh, it is. And like Mike and said, it's totally random. You know, if it were yeah, like if it wasn't for save states, I would never have beaten the first level boss, Mutoid Man. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, even though he's fun and he looks amazing, like he'll just drive around and you shoot him and like you blow his arms off, <laughs> then you blow his chest away, then you blow his head off, revealing a smaller version of him under the treads, and mm-hmm. like he's just like you the fact that you that you take, that you take him apart and wear him down. <laughs> is fun and rewarding in its own way. It is. Except you have to keep reloading save states because he will just up and crush you or <laughs> blast you from across the screen with laser eyes. So I I did see uh, like a YouTube video about um, games that were released that uh, are impossible to beat. And Smash TV is on that list. And uh, the reason why is... 
they didn't bother to make an ending to the game. Oh God! Um, so the final <laughs> boss, the final boss is literally impossible to beat um, because of that. So they basically thought, okay, no one's ever going to get to make, get to the end of this game. We'll just make it like impossible to beat, and not bother putting an ending in. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one way of programming. Found out by beating that's it. one way of programming yeah. it. So yeah, so I guess like I'm sure I'm sure someone has figured it out after all these years. But yeah, so someone has like absolutely like hacked it and uh, and and tried to see what happens and you beat the boss. You know where they basically forced like that state and the game just like crashes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. There's nothing. That's great. There's nothing. This game is this game is fucking horrible. <laughs> I do like the you know the Trump esque uh, announcer uh, with the two mm. bimbos. That's uh, that's a highlight. It's kind of it's, yeah. it's a bit risque for a Nintendo fair actually when you uh, when you think yeah about it. yeah like showing those knockers. But I love the uh, the Super Nintendo. I don't know if he ch- in the Super Nintendo one he says like I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> oh, straight rip off of Robocop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they had a like little total uh, carnage. So they talk about uh, this little in the article here. It says, along the way, you can pick up such valuable prizes as toasters, VCRs, or even a sleek, I don't know why it says 1999, probably 1989. <laughs> no, because it's, it's based on the game so- show is 1999 Smash TV. Oh, yeah. it's in the future. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I love the fact that you can win VCRs. Yeah. And toasters. But yeah, they have like the, all these like gift remember boxes. Toast, the remember toasters. <laughs> remember Hey, 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 90s kids, remember toasters? <laughs> we still have toasters. Those were, th- those were the days. <laughs> we still have toasters. <laughs> are they, gonna, are they in, out of styles? Everyone into like toaster ovens now? Or do they have like it, hip, some new fans? Hipsters like, are into toasters. Yeah, they got like Krugers. Hipsters are into toasters. Apparently, um, there's like a Japanese company that came out with a toaster that like steams the toast. Uh, that sounds awful. Well, no, so like they figured. <laughs> I like guess want soggy toast. the story it's like a it's like a three hundred dollar toaster, and like um, what they fi- uh, what a company figured out they were like they um, they like were grilling um, for a barbecue and it was like raining out or something and they realized that when they put the toast on the grill like it grilled, um, <laughs> like it grilled up better when there was some moisture in the air. So they like started experimenting and found out that the toast is better if you like have some moisture during part of the toasting process. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> I watched a video on it. It was kind of crazy. But so apparently hmm. toasting technology is changing. Well, for 300 bucks, you can get that. You can wet toast your bread. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of dry toast to get. That's so 1980s, 1991, I guess. Well, well, what the good thing about wet toast is that you don't have to worry about crumbs in your 1999 Roadster. <laughs> so here's something interesting. On page um, 36, I'm not seeing the description match up with it, but there's something that says double your firepower with a partner, where it talks about two players. But then below in the artwork, it has two different thumbs on the D-pad, and it says direction, left thumb, shoot, right thumb. Yeah, apparently you can, like, play co-op with one player on the screen like I'll be I'll be the running you be the shooting <laughs> yeah it says um, with the home version of Smash TV you can double your excitement by fun by using two controllers simultaneously one controls your movement and the other controls your weaponry any pair of controllers will work so if you have a pair of NES advantages for example you can simulate the arcade feel 
Just make sure you tape down the controllers <laughs> so they don't slip around. Jesus. And don't forget to rotate your advantages 90 degrees clockwise. Ugh, what the God. fuck? Yeah, it's at the beginning on PS2. Yeah, I was looking at that. I was trying to make sense of that. Oh, I get it, but why? Because <laughs> it's a oh twin-stick shooter, and they were like, oh, well, we should oh, emulate that at least. All of this work so you can play a game that has no ending. That's, that's admirable that they put that in, though. The like, you know. The Super Nintendo, much better. <laughs> it's got the pleasure dome in it. It's got an actual ending, I believe. <laughs> although I ha- although I've only played the first level, so I might be wrong. Mm, you think there's an ending? <laughs> I'm sure one of them has an ending. <laughs> Put it that way. <laughs> Not all of them do, though. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's move on. Anything in classified information? Uh, if you like Kabuki Fighter, you can find a way to trade. <sighs> Your uh, your stuff. You can trade your chips for extra energy, or your energy for chips. So, yay! And then you can play Thunderbirds, which why? And then uh, Jackie Chan, Bandit Kings of Ancient China. Oh my God! All these numbers on the screen. What does it mean? And then Adventures of Lolo, Kiko Kiko, Dracula's Curse. That one has a good one. You can get bonus Belmonts. <laughs> if you register your name as Help Me, every mm-hmm. time you use your password, you'll get 10 fighters every time. Yeah, these are classic tips, so they're reprinting them, basically. Uh, Mega Man 3's got the super jump. If you're, you're playing a game that requires so much intense hold on one controller, but if you've got a buddy hanging around doing nothing, you can give Mega Man a boost by holding down the right on the control pad. Again, like, who would find this thing on their own? Like, okay, Tom, I'm going to be uh, playing this game. You watch me and uh, you know, just uh, just hold down random direction buttons <laughs> while I press while I press my regular buttons and see if you can give any extra effects. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone's well, finding that on their own. <laughs> no, and uh, then unless guess, like your dog or, or something comes along to start stepping on the controller, <laughs> and you're like, oh my goodness. <gasps> It's a miracle. Oh, shit. Yeah. Do that again, Fluffy. Yeah. Next is uh, Kickmaster, which, damn, I want to play this game. It just looks so neat and such a it's such a fantastic concept. Ah. Uh. Like, nope, you just got one thing. You kick people. You are the Kickmaster. <laughs> I thought the same thing growing up when I read this article, and I wanted this game so bad. Because <laughs> you love kicking the guy, things. guy... Looks I, awesome. I sense, a, I sense a Jennifer Lopez sized butt. <laughs> mm, yeah, I'd say that's all right. Uh, I, I was going to say Kim Kardashian, but that's way too much of a butt. Um, yeah, so he's pretty cool looking. He looks like a monk. Um, he's got all uh, all blue outfit with big old like boots, and uh, he's got white <laughs> hair and a cape and armbands and a Nike sponsorship. He's got sweep kick, sweet kick moves like high kick, sweep kick, sliding kick, double front kick, vertical press kick, knee drop. I mean, there's there's a ton of them that you can. A double uh, front that kick. That's what it says. I'm surprised that there's not a nut kick, but. <laughs> I mean, you can just imagine that. That's like the one shot kill. If you've got these power, if you got these powerful legs, you just kick a man in the scrot and then you just like. End <laughs> I don't. This game should, should have been called Rochambeau. I don't. Master. I don't remember this game at all. 
Uh, did, did anybody actually play the game? Yes. Okay. That's what I'm about to say. All right. Okay, then. So I finally got to play this game. Um, you know, I was looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. And uh, it's not that great. It <laughs> is... Uh, it plays like a lame Castlevania. Oh. Um, so you think as like enemies are popping up and you're doing a side scrolling thing that, uh, you know, you will kick them in submission. Well, the problem with kicking is that your body is, has to be really close to them. So if you look at like page 45, for example, where it says like stop the magic, you see an example on the right there. You see an example of the normal kick. Right. So he's kicking straight up in the air and the hitbox for that, it's not terrible, but it's nowhere near like as good as like Castlevania whip, you know, or a sword or a gun or something, right? So you're constantly trying to be in this zone where like you're far enough away so you don't touch them and get hit, but you're close enough to be able to hit them. So you're like either kicking wildly into the air, trying not to touch them and get hit, while trying to <laughs> hit them at the same time. It's just a bad combination. Um, you, you don't have any moves as far as like running um, or going any faster. And uh, he moves relatively slowly. Um, and it's just a really It sounds generic like tough sledding. It sounds like a cool idea, but like just poor execution, I guess is kind of what uh, he He has to walk slowly because his legs are so <laughs> he will fracture. He will fracture the world if he puts too much force into them into the ground as he runs. <laughs> he has to walk slowly with legs that powerful. I mean, it's just a, a your standard kind of Nintendo platformer. Um, there's not a ton into it in it that's that's really different and in fact the the way that the attacks work you know with the kicking and everything it's less than what you have in like a Castlevania yeah. where you at least have a whip and other capabilities you can do you know and it just feels like a downgrade and a step backwards mm. so to speak <laughs> I'm looking at stage one the witch's forest and like, the fact that you fight a witch on the first level just lets you know that like a man would never punch him, but, ki- but kicking isn't punching. Yeah, yeah. So like, um, th- there's some sweet, uh, you know, animations and um, and things that he does. So he does that vertical press kick all the time, which means he basically puts one arm on the floor and then kicks up into the air. Hmm. And so he'll do that in the air too. So when this guy says he can, he's a master of kicks. He's not kidding. <laughs> Um, it just doesn't play very fun. <laughs> See, I was kind of hoping this would be like... He gets up in the air by kicking the ground with his I hand. I was kind of hoping this would yeah. be, be like, uh, you know, collecting, um, you know, expensive s- sneakers uh, game. <laughs> yeah, and you can upgrade, like, getting stilettos. Right. Yeah. So you can, like, put on some heels and just, like, kick someone's throat out. Uh, or, yeah, get some hooker boots. Or, or, or Jordans or whatever, whatever floats your boat, Mike. It's all good. All right, so... <laughs> Get some, and you get pumps that will give you uh, anti-gravity jumps. And, yeah, like the Reebok pump. Cowboy boots or, the re- or cockroach killers or the steel-toed yeah, the re- bastards. The pump or, shoes, yeah. You know, that's, if, that's if you're fighting like like enemies with thick armor or something. Then you put on your steel-toed boots mm-hmm. and then you just introduce them to your size 13. So, yeah. uh, Ben, you vote skip. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. All right. Well, there yeah, are not enough asses in this game for him to kick his boot up. <laughs> so I, get, I well, say we get it, the boot. <laughs> Following up with Dr. Wiley's uh, drill tank 
we have yet another drill. The drill dozer. The drill dozer. Worm. Anybody played Journey this? I did. Yeah, <laughs> Ben's on a roll. The power, the, I know. The power meter looks fantastic. So here's the thing. For graphics and sound, play control. I actually enjoyed this game. Um, it. Yay. So what's interesting is there's there is a mechanic where you have this drill kind of thing and it plays like a you you move it on your own kind of like a gradius type shooter Mm. in one part of it and um so i didn't it took me a while to figure this out but there's kind of two modes yeah there's like a there's like a walking around mode and there's a flying or drilling you know mode yeah so i of course i'm like oh why the hell wouldn't you just be flying all the time why would you want to be stuck on the ground yeah aren't you like isn't they aren't you going to the center of the earth like isn't there like magma and shit you have to deal with like i don't think getting out of it is a good idea (laughs) (laughs) i don't know it's it's uh definitely anime influence and this creepy eye tentacle orb thing on page yeah it's the first boss Ugh. like his tentacles fly off and (laughs) will attack you and you have to shoot them oh okay but um yeah so apparently the reason for not being in the flying mode of this thing is that it consumes more fuel and if you run out of fuel obviously you can't continue so you have to like use it wisely and switch between the tank form and flying mode and stuff like that but uh, it's all good. It's all good. So once you get through the first level, then you are. It turns into a shooter type platformer, and you play this hot chick. Yeah, it looks like um, she's freeing someone that's chained against the wall, which would be like Lubliner's favorite game. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't get that far into the uh, game, unfortunately. Okay. All right. And um, it, she keeps saving set. people that are chained to walls. Look at this bottom of page, bottom left. Of page 50 and top right of page 50, she's like, mm. or maybe she's like a dominatrix and that like evil lizard guy <laughs> is like one of her subs. Her yeah. name is Moby. Yeah, you want to guess what name she is? Her name's Moby. Because uh, <laughs> uh, she, she's incomplete without dick. <laughs> oh. Here we are now just going to the east side. <laughs> Anyways. Because we are all made of pixels. <laughs> All right, that was clever. All right. So it's kind of a weird uh, storyline, but there's lots of like interesting, well-drawn cutscenes with a story. Yeah, that, um, that is pretty cool. It's it's sort of anime sci-fi based. There's aliens involved at the center of the Earth. It's not totally like realistic or anything like that. I mean, there's like griffins and shit. Um, but uh, it was it was fun enough for for me to go. Oh, you know, I, this is a game that I probably would have enjoyed. You know, you kind of have to memorize some of the stage design to figure out where to go. Um, but that's not uncommon for a Nintendo game or any any platformer, really. So I give it, I give it a thumb up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> One thumb up. Anything else? Anything else on Worm? The maps on the on the uh, poster are pretty cool. That's kind of helpful if you're going to play through the game. Yeah. That's that, that was all I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. Mm. Super. Um, and then speaking of super, the other side of the poster is F Zero. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have yeah, in the middle poster. They have four Captain Falcon. Yeah, Captain Falcon, who's the main character, Samurai Goro, Doctor Stewart, and Pico. I have no idea who these people are. They're except Captain Falcon, who made it into uh, Smash Bros. Right. Wars. 
And I, and I was trying to figure out where the hell did he come from? Uh, and now we know. Um, their ships have like different attributes. Like there's some that are better at turning and some that are better at like flat out speed. And right. that was it's one's acceleration. Yeah. One's energy or whatever. Yeah. Um, I basically, what I remember, at least from my playing of the game, was he just wanted to be Falcon because he was, like, the fastest, like, overall. <laughs> but um, If you want to get, like, ultimately the best times, you have to play, I think, as Samurai Goro because he's the best top speed. Right. But you had to be perfect. Oh, yeah, that's right. You, His ship is so easy to bump around, and, yeah, it's... it's yeah, if you touch anything, you slow down, and you're kind of screwed. But, obviously, that'll be covered in a later issue, but... Uh, yeah, it's interesting. a wonderful illustration comic book style. Yeah. And it's got the artist's... Uh, and it's, autograph here. It's got a it's got a sky of like um, ecto cooler going on in the background. So mm. yeah. Los Angeles at the time. I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> so anyway, so this uh, is set in the future. <laughs> and I think that brings us to the end of the first half. It does indeed. Um, I'll go ahead and uh, wrap this up then. Um, well, so we owe a, uh, I think we owe a shout out. Oh, we do. To, That's right. Uh, we do. To, oh, I'm sorry. Did you know? No, just the way so you I'm did that was him? super. Like you, it's like you just woke up from a nap, and we're like, "Oh yeah, guys, wait, wait, <laughs> we have some shout out." <laughs> All right, Mike I just took a big bong rip and Mike. decided to start speaking again. Put someone on blast, Mike. Come on, let's hear it. Okay, we got uh, Peter Guzman, who was uh, generously donated to our Patreon. And James Milholland, who is continuing to donate to our Patreons. Yay! Shoutouts delivered. Thank you. You have received both your choices of rough and tender love. <laughs> According to the Patreon, yeah. apparently. <laughs> yeah, hey, we promised it. You just have to specify it and then we'll deliver it. See Mike for fulfillment on both of those. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a little squirrely, too. I'll join in. All right. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Oh, All right. So if anyone wants yeah, to reach out to us, if you want Mike Love or John Love, just specify. <laughs> we'll, uh... Oh God. So if you too would like a shout out on the Playing with Power podcast, or would like rough and or gentle loving, please visit <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/PlayingWithPower. I'll bring my box. And there are other, <laughs> even more wonderful rewards for higher tiers. Um, yeah. And uh, what what and are some the of the reward. what are some of the tiers, Mike? Well, we get There'll more, be plenty of tears, don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> Is there one where you, you send them your tears? <laughs> It'll be something in a jar. Oh, how about in a box? <laughs> well, uh, well, for the if you donate a dollar or more a month, you just get gentle or rough loving, just one, <laughs> and we will love you. And if you just pledge $2, you get a personal shout-out and subsequent shows because, you know, we still have money because we'll have money to pay for it. Uh, if you pledge $3 or more, we will offer you voicemail messages if you want. You can uh, do impressions or us just being oh, goofy. Mike Tyson we, we can be your incoming phone, mes- right. phone I'm message. I'm sure I can get him. I'm sure I can get him to, uh, to come over and record something <laughs> for you. Or... or or I can do a horrible Rick and Morty impression, whatever. Yeah, or any of the other any other Mike's racist impressions. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Name a nationality, and I'll mock most it of for it's you. Oriental. He just goes. Oh! Name someone to offend. 
Solving! <laughs> Alright, anyway. <laughs> if you pledge $4, uh, just name a song and we will sing it on the show. Mm-hmm. And try our, be- try our best at a decent karaoke. Do we, do we have um, uh, a beefcake uh, centerfold uh, calendar that we can make with, you know, pasties and artfully shot photographs? <laughs> do they have, do they have uh, pasties for nuts? <laughs> Nutsies! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's classy. Uh, or you could, like, you could, like, knit little nut cozy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Wrap it up. <laughs> Wrap it up. All right. So, uh, anyways, check it out. Patreon.com slash playing with power. You can, yeah, you can find there. out many more of our uh, Yeah, you can find mm-hmm. out many more of our tiers and donations and uh, goals that we will get if we uh, like. We can open up new shows. Get uh, we can even get a website for the show if you want to be mm. if you want to see playingwithpower.com, Then you know, chip in and uh, help work towards that. So, if you'd like to reach out to us in other ways, please hit us up on Facebook. Facebook.com slash playing with power podcast. You can find us there or hit Mike up on Twitter at get the power 88. And is there anything else you guys want to plug? Uh, nope. No. Then without further ado, I am Ben. I'm Mike. And I'm John. And now you're playing with power. Entertainment system. Now you're playing with power.